0: We ended the last parak, Micha gimal, with a prophecy of destruction, Lachem Sion that because of the sins of the tribe of Yehuda, the people of Judea, that Sion, Yerushalayim, would be plowed like a field, and we ended with this negative prophecy. Ibn Ezra mentions that we now start off peretalit. With the nevuah about the future, the aharit hayamim, as divrene hama, as words of comfort, in contrast to the end of Peregimal, which speaks about the negative that will happen to bnei yisrael, here is words of comfort of what's going to happen good in the future to am yisrael. V'haya hayamim nachon but in the end of days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of, the, of Hashem shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. Ibn Ezra points out that Harabite is not really a tall mountain but in the sense that the fact that all the people will now flock to Yerushalayim to flock to Har Habayit to go serve Hashem then now all of the people will now be able to see Har Habayit Har Bet Hashem and now will be higher than all of the Givahot Pasuk 2 Ve'halechu goyim rabbim ve'ameru <speaking> ve'chu v'na'ale <in> el Har Adonai ve'elbet Elohei Yaakov ve'orenu miderachav ve'nelecha ve'orechotav And many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For Torah shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Yerushalayim. Here, all the people are coming to say, the Goyim Rabim, the many nations are saying, Let's go to the mountain of God. Let's go to the mountain of the house of the family of the tribe of Yaakov, of B'nei Yisrael, and let him teach us from his ways. Why? Because people are going to start to realize now, finally, that real Torah, real teaching, the law, the statutes, are coming from Yerushalayim, are coming from our Torah, are coming from B'nei Yisrael. And now, finally, the Goyim, and especially Am Yisrael, are realizing the importance of Yerushalayim in the sense of Tzedek, of Mishpat. Pasuk Gimbal Veshafat ben Amnim Rabbim veokhiyach lehoyim asumim ad rahok Vekhitetu acharvotahem laitim vachanitotahem lemazmerot Lo yisoo goy el goy cherev velo yilmedun od melchama and he shall judge between many peoples and shall decide concerning far away strong nations. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, nor shall they learn war anymore. This is the famous Nevoah about Aharitayamim, about the future days of the Mashiach, when God will judge between the many nations. And at this point, all of their... Keleh hama their utensils of war, their swords and their spears, will basically be beat into plowshares and into pruning hooks. That loy go ahead of, the famous words of, no nation shall lift up sword up against another nation, and learn more, war, war. There won't be war anymore. There'll be shalom, just like we say in the end of our Amidah, talking about be lecha shalom, sim shalom tovah bracha. There's going to be shalom in the world. It's going to be peace. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree and none shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. There's peace. Peace in the world. And what's the value of this peace? What's so important here that Micah is turning to this idea of peace in the end of days. That God is promising peace in the end of days. That the source of all the Averot of people in the world is this hatred of people to other people. This murder. This incessant need to kill in order to prove one's way. The incessant need to steal in order to become rich. To lie. To cheat. To do wrong in order to come up on top. Instead here we envision a time where people are comfortable, people are sitting under their fig trees, vine trees, but no one is fighting with each other. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's together, realizing God's mitzvot and God's Torah. ki Elohav, le'olam For let all people walk everyone in the name of his God. But we will walk in the name of the Lord our God. Hashem Elokenu, Forever and ever. In this pasuk, Michaz pointing out, <clears throat> in this pasuk, many of the mifarshim don't do this pasuk as part of the messianic era. As Ibn Ezra points out, that it's very possible that this pasuk is talking to B'nai Israel as are in Galut. That when the Betamidash is destroyed, that we shouldn't leave alone God's Torah just because we're out in exile. That even we're in exile, they're going after their gods, we're going to continue to go after our God. But the hope is that in the Aharitei Amim, the Nebuah here that's going to happen in the Messianic era, is that all the Goyim are going to now go to God. In contrast to Am Yisrael, that hopefully here, their tochecha from Micha is that even when they're in Galut, they need to make sure they go after God. Even when we don't have this stage, we are continuously following the Torah, going after the Torah and following our God while all other Goyim are following their God. Pasuk Vav. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble her who limps and I will gather her who is driven out and her whom I have afflicted. And I will make her who limps a remnant and her who will cast off a strong nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from this time forth and forevermore. In these two pesukim, we see that the one that was cast out, the people of B'nai Israel, who were limping in the sense that they were now kicked out of Yerushalayim, now God's basically promising that He's going to be That he's going to gather the exiles. To gather the exiles. And God will be the king over Am Yisrael in Harsiyon. Hashem will be their king. From now, forever, forever. Now these words, we know that these words are said, we say them Shabbat after Mincha, quoting from Sefer Yeshaya, Perek Nuntet, chapter 59. The last Pasukah that Perek talks about that the Berit will never leave Loyamushu mi Picha, un Pizaracha, un Piezera Zaracha, That God promises that when B'nai Israel are kicked out and now brought back, there will be this idea of a new Berit. Of a new covenant, of a new deal with Am Israel that won't leave them me'atav allam, That if they keep that berit me'atav God is promising that if you're willing to continue with my berit, to hold on to it, then I will hold on to you as, as, uh, as your king. I'll be your king if you do your side of the berit. Pasuk And you, O Tower of the Flock, the fortress of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. And why do you cry out aloud? Is there no king in you? Has your counselor perished that pains have seized you like a woman in labor? Be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in labor. For now shall you go out of the city and you shall dwell in the field and you shall go to Babylon. There shall you be rescued. There the Lord shall redeem you from the hand of your enemies. Using Ibn Ezra and Radak's interpretation here, these are words of exile and restoration. These are words speaking about the fact that B'nai Isil are going to go in Galut, that Yehuda is going to go into Galut. But even though they're going to go into Galut, God is still going to be there to save them. As Radak points out, your king and your counselor is God. Even though God will hide his face from you, put you into Galut, you're going to go to Babel. You're going to lose your beauty. You, Migdala Edid, you, the hill of the daughter of Zion, talking about you, Shalayim talking about the mountain of God, Sion, this Mamlacha, yes, you're going to go out to, to Babel. You're going to lose your glory. However, these pings of labor that you're having are going to turn out to good. Meaning, yes, you're going to go out. You're going to cry. But remember, hu When you're back there in Babylonia, remember, God is going to be the one who's going to save you. There's going to be a time talking about this destruction may need to happen. People are going to have to suffer and be punished for the negative actions. But those, that remnant that's going to be saved is now going to be saved in order to build up, in order to rebuild them to be the glory of all the goyim. And those are understood in the last few words. Sham tinaseli, The last few words of pasuk ten. There in galut you're going to be saved. Sham yigalech Adonai mikav oyevayich. There in galut, when you think maybe that you're going to have despair, to not believe that God is going to redeem you. No, God is going to redeem you. He is going to save you. Mikav oyevayich. Pasuk Aleph. Ve'ata neesfu alayi rabim. And now many nations are gathered against you that say, let her be defiled and let our eyes look upon Zion. But they know not the thoughts of the Lord nor do they understand His plan that He has gathered them as sheaves to the threshing floor. Pasuk Yod Gimel, Kumi Ivadoshi Batzion ki Karnech Asim Barzel uFar Sotaich Asim Nechusha baDikot Amim Rabbim veAharamtila Adonai Bisam veHilam Laadon Kolares. Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron, and I will make your hooves bronze, and you shall beat in pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain to the Lord. And their wealth to the Lord of the whole earth. Here the Goyim, the nations, are looking at the destruction of Israel. And looking is the word used over here. Where the Goyim come to Jerusalem and they say, Let her be defiled and let our eye gaze upon Sion. Let's look upon Sion. As Da'at Mikra says, Let's look with our eyes to destruction of Sion similar to Eshet Lot who turned around to look at the destruction of Sedom but what happened to her just like what happened to the Goyim over here when you gaze upon the destruction of others with just such haughtiness with this idea that they deserve to be defiled they deserve it because of their actions suddenly God remembers the gazer's action and when Eshet Lot turned around all of her negative actions that she was gazing upon those being destroyed with this idea of haughtiness, that I am better, God now judges that person and says, wait a second, who makes you better? I'll destroy you like them. And that's the idea over here. <speaking in Hebrew> These people don't realize that God is going to save his people, that he has gathered them as a sheaves to the threshing floor, that God is saving Ami Israel from their enemies. And that God in the end is going to destroy the enemies who came to gaze upon Zion. And they didn't understand Mahshevot Adonai. But we know, we read Adonai yodea Mahshavot Adam ki Mahavil. That God knows the thinkings of men. But men, lo yadeo Mahshavot Adonai. Now this pasuk is very critical. Lo yadeo Mahshavot Adonai. Because in our Shir Shayom, we say every Tuesday, According to ilim, lo lo that they're Sha'im. they don't understand, they don't really know God. They don't know God intimately, knowing His mitzvot, knowing His Torah. They don't understand His ways. They just look, they say, we're able to destroy Israel, let's wipe them out. And so the next Pasuk is addressing Sion to arise and thresh, to get up, to arise. To greatness, for I will make your horn iron, and I will make your hoofs brass, and shall beat in pieces many peoples, in order to save Am Yisrael. Now these words in the beginning of this section, of Sukkim 11, 12, and 13, We actually use those words in the Amidah for good though. We actually use those words in the for good though. That while other nations looked at us, gazed upon us, and destroyed us, our eyes when God will return to Zion, Baruch Hashem, we see the beginnings of that, with the return of Israel to the hands of the Jews, beginning in 1948, but of course we have a lot more to achieve, of course we have a lot more to aim towards, with our observance of mitzvot, of proper mitzvot of the Torah. The last pasuk of the Perek. And gather yourself in troops O daughter of troops He has laid siege upon us They shall strike the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek This last pasuk although very confusing can be maybe be easier understood, based on all the previous Pesukim, that talking about the troops that have gathered to make a matzor, to make a siege around Yerushalayim, that they're coming now to attack Am Yisrael, to attack Shofet Yisrael, to attack the leaders of Am Yisrael, that eventually we said that in our Hadith HaYamim they'll be the positive. So although right now it's negative, Although right now we end the pedek, al-alehi, that they're attacking, they're smiting, they're sieging Am Yisrael, that in the future we have this idea of geulah. But in order for that to be a geulah, there needs to be galut. There needs to be punishment. There needs to be consequence. And a very important lesson maybe to learn here is that sometimes in order to rebuild, there needs to be destruction. There needs to be suffering. Uh, we see that in all these parashiyot that we're reading about in Sefer Bereshit with the idea of going into Galut going into Galut with Yosef and his brothers and everything in order to bring the Geulah up to eventually after the Shirehud of Mitzrayim the, the slavery in Egypt that Amisel eventually is lifted to new heights when taken out from the depths of Egypt to guard Ten Commandments, the Torah Eretz Kenan, that B'nai Yisrael are able to overcome its sorrows, and its troubling times. That God eventually will remember Am from Galut. And of course, that's the prayer we always want, that God will eventually, finally redeem us from our worship of the other nations, from our terrible sorrows that we suffer, even especially today, with all terrible things that go on, that hopefully God will bring our ultimate keula.